as Brother Bobby mentioned in, the, in his Bible class this morning, sometimes, sometimes we get over-enthused. In church service, the Spirit of God's moving, you know, and we get, we get to where we get so excited, we want to, we want to, um, uh, force somebody to, uh, to, to do something. But, you know, that's any time that we feel that and it's so strong, that's always the flesh. It's always us because how we feel. God don't work that way. It will, I mean, if the Holy Ghost can't get a hold of somebody and convict their heart and lead them down to an altar, me going back and grabbing them by the arm and pulling them down is not going to do any good. Hallelujah. You got to willingly, on your own, realize who you need and who Jesus is. We're going to go today to the book of Luke, chapter 24. And we're going to read the first 12 verses in Luke. And we're going to go from there. And again, please pray for us as we attempt to minister the day. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were great, uh, and it happened, and as, and it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this. That behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And by the way, those two men were two angels. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? <laughs> as Brother Bobby taught in Bible class, the only one they put in the tomb is the dead person. Hallelujah. He said, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Verse 11, and their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. Verse 12, but Peter rose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen clothes lying by themselves, and he departed marveling to himself at what had happened. Let's pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you as we gather together on this Resurrection Sunday. Lord, we give honor and praise to you because you allowed yourself to go through so much on our behalf. 
We love you and we honor you today. And now, Lord, my thought and prayer as we minister the next few minutes, that if there's anybody under the sound of my voice who's never been born again, I ask that the Holy Spirit will convict their hearts and lead them down to an old-fashioned altar of prayer that they might make their peace with you, God. Anoint me, anoint this message, and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Does the church say, you can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the glory of the resurrection. The glory of the resurrection. Hallelujah. You know, if it wasn't for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Christianity would just be another religion. There wouldn't be nothing special about it. The resurrection is what makes Christianity special. The resurrection is why we can see the powerful move of God that we see uh, uh, in our lifetime today. The healing, amen, and raising up of little savor when people begins to go together and come together for prayer. Miracles that we see trans. Uh, power and everything that happened is because of the resurrection. When men and women come to altars of prayer to repent of their sins and give their life to Jesus, it's because of the resurrection. When people follow him in water baptism, amen, and go down in that blessed name of Jesus Christ, it's because of the resurrection. When people lift up their hands and begin to honor and glorify God and he fills them with the power of the Holy Ghost, it's because of the resurrection. Hallelujah. I stand here before you today because of the resurrection. I am not the man that I used to be because of the resurrection. Even though, amen, that I have been disobedient to God, even though that I have missed God a lot of times in my life, amen, I still got a hope today because of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Everything that I am and everything that I hope to be is because of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I live for God today and I give him praise and I give him honor because of the resurrection. Amen. I'm not nothing and you're not nothing. Amen. But it's because of the resurrection. Glory to God that we've got hope. That we've got a chance. Amen. That we've got. Amen. Somebody standing in our core. Hallelujah. Because of the resurrection. You don't have to walk, amen, the run of life alone because of the resurrection. Glory to God. Amen. You don't have to, amen, to lay in the still of the night. Amen. And guilt and in fear. Amen. Because of the resurrection. Glory to God. And he's coming back again to take your church away because of the resurrection. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. We're limited on this, in this life. And a lot of times, because of these old bodies, we can't do things, amen, that maybe we would like to do. But because of the resurrection, the day's going to come. I'm going to lay down 
this old shattered body that's filled with all kinds of diseases and sickness because of the resurrection. I'm going to receive a glorified body, a body that's like him. If you'll notice, amen, when Brother Bobby was teaching the very first one, even the closest ones with him, amen, didn't recognize him at first. Nobody who first saw him recognized him and knew who he was. Amen. They uh, Later on that afternoon, there was there were some disciples uh, walking from Jerusalem, uh, amen, uh, to a little uh, village called Emmaus, uh, amen, and they were, they were talking about, and they were sad uh, about what had happened uh, and all those things, uh, and Jesus appeared with them. Uh, he started walking with them, uh, but they didn't know who he was, uh, hallelujah, and they uh, they got there, and uh, um, he was going to go on, but they had to, they had, um, they had to come on in, uh, but glory to God, when he sat down to eat, and he broke the bread and blessed it. Their eyes was open. Amen. And they recognized him. Hallelujah. Who he was. And he disappeared out of their sight. You see, the body that went in the grave was not the body to come back. He had a glorified body. Before he died, he could not go through walls. He was a man like you and I. He could not appear and disappear. But he walked through walls and he appeared and disappeared because he had a glorified body. The same body that you will have if you live right. It's all because of the resurrection. There's three things about the resurrection that I want to talk about today. I want to talk first about the power of the resurrection. The power. Do you realize? Do you realize how much power that had to be involved? And bringing back a dead body, lifeless, cold, rigor mortis had set in. Hallelujah. Amen. There had to be some power. Amen. Involved in the resurrection. When the Spirit of, of, of the Lord came back in that body. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. You know, the ladies, when they, when they went there, they were talking. You got to take Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, and John, and you got to read all of those accounts and, and then write and divide them and put them all together because each one of them gives a little bit different account about what happened that morning. And you've got to, you've got to study them all and put them together to see Exactly all the events as they occurred that day. And get them right. And we know by reading some other places. That as they was going early to the tomb. They were talking amongst themselves. How they was going to get the stone rolled away. They had come to anoint the body of Jesus. Because it was it was so late in the day when he was crucified. They did not have time to, to go through the rituals that the Jewish people did. Amen. When they buried somebody because the Sabbath would come. And unlike a lot of people today, when the Sabbath came, they didn't, they didn't do no more work. 
Hello. Did nothing, did nothing interfere with them in keeping the Sabbath holy. Even the burying of somebody that they loved, they needed to go through this ritual and anoint the body, but they had to stop because the Sabbath was coming. And so they were talking, what are we going to do? Because who? it was just a group of women. How are we going to get the stone rolled away? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had any stones in your life that blocked you? Amen. Glory to God that you couldn't get around. Glory. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. All you've got to do is trust God. And God's going to always take care of the rest. Hallelujah. You know, I thank the Lord. Amen for Sister Melissa back there. You know, it, it amazes to me. You know how that people, amen, will come against you, amen, and they will try to shake your faith, amen, and try to get you to, uh, to doubt God, hallelujah, amen. But as I, as I heard her making some statements on, on Facebook this past week, hallelujah, how somebody said, well, you know, don't believe, don't believe too hard in God, the situation, amen, that you're going through in this disease because they didn't want her to be disappointed. I'm going to tell you something, church. My God will never disappoint you. Every man that ever lived on this earth, amen, and ever will live on this earth, will some kind of way, Sister Lisa, disappoint you from time to time. Hallelujah. Oh, but I've been serving the Lord for a long, long time. Brother Paul, he ain't never disappointed me yet. It's the power. Of the resurrection. The book of Philippians, the third chapter and verse 10. Notice what he says. Paul said that I may know him and the power, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Let me tell you something, church. The only thing that you and I are supposed to be conformed to, amen, is to what Jesus did at Calvary. We're supposed to shape our lives around that. Forget about this world. Forget about its fashions. Forget about its themes. Forget about everything else. Amen. And start forming your life to the Lord. The power of the resurrection. There's power in the resurrection today. Power in that resurrection to supply every need that you have in your life. You know, we was watching last night on the movie, The Passion of the Christ, and how they led him to the whooping post. And they tied him there. And they began to take that Roman uh, cat of nine tails that had little chips of bone and, and metal and rock tied into the end of it. And they began to stripe him. Sometimes it would dig into his flesh. Kind of like, I, I don't know how many fishermen we got here, but if you ever, if you ever got a, got a fish hook 
amen, at the end of your finger or something. Uh, you know, it, it's, it can be easily done, but as they was whooping Jesus at that whooping post, those pieces of metal and, and stone and glass, uh, sometimes that Roman centurion would take that and go across his back and it would grab into him like fish hooks. And while, uh, when it was stuck there, they would give it a jank back and it would pull back ribbons of flesh and blood would go everywhere. Hallelujah. Whop. Amen. Huck. Flesh. Blood and flesh. Hallelujah. By the time they got through, amen, his body, amen, the back of his body and his side was like a bunch of ribbon of human flesh. Hallelujah. Just a hanging. Amen. But the Bible said by his stripes, we were healed. Healing of the whole part of man, body, soul, and spirit. Church, that's the power of the resurrection. I'm going to move on right now and I want to talk a little bit about the hope of the resurrection. Here we are, almost 2,000 years after the fact. We have hope because of the resurrection. I wonder how many that is here today And I'm not asking for no show of hands, but I'm just wondering, how many of us has went to the funeral of a loved one and went to the grave site and had to walk away? And our hearts are broken and saddened because we know there's going to be an empty seat back at the house. Somebody that we used to be with, we can't be with after that. But because of the resurrection, we got some hope. The Word of God tells us that we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, even though that we grieve and we have sorrow over someone who's passed on, Apostle Paul says, don't grieve like somebody who don't have hope. Hallelujah. He said, if only in this life we've got hope for Christ, we of all men most miserable. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the hope of the resurrection today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verses 19 through 26. Here's a scripture that I quoted the very first. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiful. But now Christ is risen from the dead. Look at your neighbor and say, I believe that. Look at somebody else on the other side and say, I believe that. Hallelujah. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I'm talking about the hope of the resurrection. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. Outward those who are Christ at his coming. 
Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts an end to all rule and authority and power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Verse 26. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. That's the hope of the resurrection, church. That's the hope of the resurrection. Death is an enemy to us because it separates. Amen. And it divides. Hallelujah. It is an enemy to man. Hallelujah. But that's going to be the last enemy that's going down. Jesus Christ's resurrection defeated death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. When he came out of that tomb, he had the keys of death, hell, and the grave in his hands. You want to know how ridiculous people are who don't live for God? Why in the world are you going to, and I, this is something I say a lot, but I can't help it's the truth anyhow. Hallelujah. Why in the world do you want to follow somebody that doesn't even have the keys to his own house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We walking around, you know, and we want, we want to talk big and get all excited. Bless God, you know, I'm just going to go down there and I'm going to kick, kick down the gates of hell. Let me tell you something. Jesus, hallelujah, he, he took the keys out of the devil's hands 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Before the resurrection, Nobody had a chance. When they died, that was going to be it. There'd be no hope, no life. They would never breathe again. They would never see again. They would never talk again. But Jesus Christ took the authority away from the devil. And he walked out. Hallelujah. He's got the keys today. Oh, glory to God. I want to talk about one more thing. I want to talk about the source of the resurrection. To let you know who the source of the resurrection is. You ought to know who the source of the resurrection is. Somebody tell me. Jesus is the source of the resurrection. I love the story of Lazarus. And we're going to turn in the final scriptures in John, the 11th chapter, beginning at verse 23. Now let me give you a little background to refresh your memory. The closest friends that Jesus had on this earth was Mary, Martha, and their brother named Lazarus. That was a tight bond. Came with them back in those days. He stayed a many time in their home. They fixed them meals a many of time, and Jesus was very close. With Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And Jesus was away somewhere in another place. And he got the word. They sent the word that, Lord, please come. The one you love, Lazarus, he's sick. But the Bible says that when Jesus heard that, he stayed two days longer where he was at. And and the fleshly person... We'll say, well, if he loved him so much and he was so close to him, why did he tarry? Why did he? Why did he? Did, why didn't he go uh, immediately? Why? Because if he went immediately, he um, uh, he could have kept uh, Lazarus from dying. But I'm going to tell you something, church. The Bible says God's ways is not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. 
God does not always keep us from pain. He does not always keep us from trouble. But the things He don't keep you from, He'll take you through. Hallelujah! The things He don't keep you from, He'll give you the strength to take you through it. Let me turn over here and I want to read in John chapter 11 beginning to verse 23 down through verse um, uh, 26. Now, uh, they had told the Lord when he got there, said, Lord, if you had have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Your brother's going to rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Continue. I uh, am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever, listen to this verse 26, folks. Whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And he asked them the question, do you believe that? Hallelujah. (laughs) I've got only one copy left. Years ago, Sister Darlene and I, we uh, back in the days, um, I know a lot of you don't probably won't know what I'm talking about now. But we, we had a, we had a record made. It, it, it was a 45. How many people knows what a 45 is? You're telling your age now. On one side was a song that, that I had written. And on another song, side, uh, was, was another song at, uh, uh, a, uh, another well, uh, Known um, uh, bluegrass gospel group had put out and made famous, and that song says, "Although my limbs will grow old and weary by and by, I got to have glasses today because vision will fade away." I didn't know how I didn't know how true that song was when I sung it back then. I didn't need these then. Vision will fade away from these aging eyes. And yes, this old body is going to lay down and die. But no, 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 not I. I'll never die. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, folks. There'll there'll be a day unless the Lord comes and the rapture takes place. The day will come. That people will that people will fall in here, amen. And this old body, amen, will be laying in a casket, amen, right here, amen. But I want you to know something, amen. If you're still here and you see me go on, amen, I'm going to tell you something. The only thing that's ever going to die about me is this old body, this house that I live in. I'm going to move out of one day. Hallelujah. Brother Randy and Sister Lisa recently, they, they, they moved out of an old house into a nice house. 
a new house. Hallelujah. And I don't think that they would ever think about trading back and going back where they was at. I'm going to tell you something, folks. One of these days, I'm moving out of here. Hallelujah. Jesus said, he said, he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go again to prepare a place for you, I'm going to return again and receive you unto myself. That where I am there, you may be also. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am going to move out of this shack into a mansion. He's prepared for me. Glory to God. Amen. Because whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. This body might die. It may go back to the dust. But I'm going to be just as alive at that moment as I ever been. Because I'm just going to move from one rim to another. To be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. I'm going to be with Him. He's the source of the resurrection. Because He told Mary, He told Martha, He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. If you believe in me, you shall never die. That's the source. The source of the resurrection is Jesus Christ. I would like to maybe take it a little further, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind it down right here because my voice has just about had as much as it's going to take. I'm going to have Brother Daryl come to sing a song, a chorus, and we're going to open the altars. I know one thing. If everybody had obeyed God, we'd had some we had some people in the altars a while ago. This is going to be your last opportunity today. If you don't know him. If you haven't committed your life to him. I implore you with everything that I am. And everything within me. Give your life over to the Lord.